Edify means to enlighten, encourage, and uplift individuals intellectually, morally, and spiritually. And that's exactly what our Edify podcast guests do as they share practical wisdom on living our faith in public. I'm Scott Landry. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the Edify podcast. Our guest is Mary Eberstadt. She's a very influential author in the United States. Five of her recent books are Primal Screams, How the Sexual Revolution Created Identity Politics, How the West Really Lost God, A New Theory of Secularization, Adam and Eve After the Pill, It's Dangerous to Believe, Religious Freedom and Its Enemies, and The Last Homily, Conversations with Father Arnie Panula. And welcome to our podcast, Mary. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. It's great to be here. So the the three of those books I mentioned have been dr- focus on what has been driving a lot of the public cultural discussions in America. Those three books are linked into a trilogy of sorts where you help us understand what's really going on. Can you share more about those books? Yes, thank you. So I'd like to preface it by saying I've always been a writer and I've written in different genres. I've been a speechwriter, written a novel, and uh, done a lot of work in nonfiction. But during the last 10 years especially, I was preoccupied with the idea that the fallout of the sexual revolution is not well understood. And so that's what I've been trying to do in the three books that you mentioned. Adam and Eve After the Pill, the first book, looks at the effect of the revolution on men, women, and children. It looks at the microcosmic level and asks whether the overall record of these decades since the 1960s is a positive one or a negative one. And I argue that the balance tips toward the negative, especially when it comes to human relationships. In the next book, How the West Really Lost God, I tried to broaden the subject to look at what the sexual revolution is doing to the churches. Because this, again, I think is not well understood. A lot of people have the idea that the decline in organized religion is about religion versus science or other kinds of red herrings. And I don't think it's about that at all. What I show is that the sexual revolution interrupted the transmission belt of religiosity itself. And that, I think, is a consequence we're all still dealing with. Uh, The next book, Primal Screams, looks at the revolution's effect on politics. And the argument it makes is that because of the atomization of society that we see now uh, on a scale that never existed before, uh, weird consequences are coming to descend on our political life. And identity politics, I think, is the most obvious of those. Identity politics is a frantic search for self um, and trying to find that self not in one's immediate surroundings of family and church, but rather through these political collective uh, identities. And that, I think, uh, explains a lot about the effect of the sexual revolution decades down the road on not just our society, but Western societies generally. One of the things I love about those three books is we as Catholics can sometimes wonder, how in the world did we get 
here? How did America change so quickly? What are the root causes? Not only so that we can understand those root causes, but so that we can explain it to people that we're having conversations with in a way that they uh, might want to access that same material and then join with us to to work for a better America. What have been some of the surprises in terms of how people have come to understand the the truth through those three books? Well, I think there's a lot of noise out there uh, that doesn't help. So, for example, it doesn't help to say, well, what's plaguing America is heteronormativity, or what's plaguing America is ineradicable racism. These are abstractions, Scott, and I think that they take our attention away from what's much more obvious, which is what people are suffering from is a crisis of loneliness brought on by these social trends that we've been talking about. Fatherlessness, abortion, smaller families, the the crack up of the, the nuclear family. And so when we see this often bizarre acting out on the national stage of identity politics, What we're really seeing there is a crisis of suffering um, brought on by things that no one thought would be this calamitous, but that have ended up putting us where we are. Those three books connect the dots on many complex issues that span decades, uh, and you present it in in simple ways, but they're heady topics. They're things that Um, We need somebody who's thoroughly researched it to explain to us. One of your more recent books, though, is a real personal story of a a priest who made an impact on your life, and I would guess tens of thousands of lives in the United States, Father Arnie Panula, who ran the Catholic Information Center in Washington, D.C. Your book, The Last Homily, Conversations with Father Arnie, um, very different type of project for you. What was that experience like? It was completely different and also unexpected. I tell this story in the introduction of the book. Father Arnie and I were friends, and at one point we made a a pact with each other that whichever one died first, the other one had to write about. (laughs) And we thought this was a terrific joke. Um, Then he was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and he actually was dying. And I went to visit him when he went home from hospice, and uh, he said, take out your notebook because now you have to start writing about me. That was our, our pact. We called it the obituary pact. It's the most unlikely thing. And it makes me think that Providence had a sense of humor there because what ended up happening was that instead of writing a eulogy for him or an essay about him, he held on for so long that we had over a dozen wide-ranging conversations about his last thoughts And I was able to put these into a small book that he saw right before he died. And I'm grateful to say that he approved every page. We talked about uh, everything, really. We talked about art and the church and love and history and pretty much all the big picture issues. And I have to say, his joyousness was the biggest inspiration I have ever seen because here was a man literally weeks and then days away from death. And as he said himself, I'm enjoying every hour of it. It was a real lesson in what it looks like to be a holy Christian. 
What are one or two things about Father Arnie that you'd like everybody listening to this podcast to know about what a uh, good and holy man first, a disciple of Christ, a priest, thinks about in his last moments? I have never seen anyone of his learning wear that learning so lightly. To the very end, he was talking to homeless people on the street. He was talking to some of the leading theologians in the world. And he was talking to the young professionals. He did so much to counsel and help at the Catholic Information Center. And it was always the same demeanor. Again, how inspiring to see that it was never about himself. It was always about whichever person had been placed in front of him in that moment. And that's a lesson that I think about often. Where's the best place for folks to get access to your books and the numerous articles that you write on issues that are often hot button or uh, water cooler discussions that do happen about those who care about the public life of America? Thank you, Scott. Well, first, I just want to add that I have a trick as a writer, which is that I do a lot of research, but I confine my resources to the back. So in other words, uh, there are many footnotes, but they're in the back of the books so as not to interrupt the narratives Mm -hmm. because I want to reach general readers and I don't assume any particular level of scholarship by anyone who reads my work. My work can all be found on my website, maryeberstadt.com. And we also keep track of the latest articles. They're all on the front page as well. And if anyone is in Washington, D.C. and wants to come by the Catholic Information Center, you can find some good fellowship there as well. Uh, And all of my books, too. That's great. She is Mary Eberstadt. Uh, Mary, thank you for helping us edify Catholics so that together we can edify America. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for listening. To make it easy for you to listen to future Edify podcast episodes, please make sure you subscribe over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you.